Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs, practical tools, and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here today to talk about, are you ready for this? Our periods. For this, we have this pleasure, the pleasure of speaking with Denicia Hilton. Saving uteruses and making babies is the life of Denicia, fertility and period special strategist and doctor of oriental medicine. She works with women who are calling out of are calling out of work or canceling plans to only be stuck in bed all day, curled up with a heating pad, taking medication after medication to alleviate her pain from her period. And you know what? I am on right on that. Well, I used to be on that path. I'm not anymore. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but I, I can relate to that. I had many years of that. So with that, I am going to turn this over and welcome Denicia. Hello. Hey. <laughs> You have the most sweetest voice, I have to say. It's like, oh, as soon as you came on, it's like, oh, she's so, I cannot wait to talk with you. <laughs> Love hey. your voice. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's begin. So, you can give us a little intro on your journey and what's, how you got to doing what you're doing. It's a very unique thing that you're doing. Yeah. Um, well, I've always had an interest in medicine um, and in health just in general. And in particular, it's how I got into Eastern medicine. It was actually a conversation that I was having with a sorority sister of mine, just catching up outside of Starbucks one day. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I was telling her, I said, you know, right now, like, I love doing what I'm doing, but um, because I was in event planning and fundraising. And I said, you know, the thing is, is that I'm just not like, I understand I'm fundraising for these people to help other people in the clinics, but I want to be the one to do it. And so she's the one who said, well, if I could show you a way that you can treat patients, it's not the same, but you will effectively treat patients and it'll be like really deep. And I said, what are you talking about? And (laughs) that's when she told me about acupuncture. And I'm like, what? Girl, I'm afraid of needles. I said, and she's like, these are not the same needles. I said, okay, well, I'll look into it. And I did. And really what I fell in love with was it was it's this amazingness about our bodies and about our mental emotional states and how those are actually messages of what's happening internally. And for somebody like me, I'm naturally inquisitive. I've always been like that. I used to get in trouble for being inquisitive. Um, And to just be able to see that, put those connections together and to be able to present that to someone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was like the most fascinating thing. Now, how I particularly got into women's health was actually because I fell into the same trap as everyone else in thinking having painful periods was um, something that was normal. And it wasn't until I was in school that I realized that it's not normal. It's actually not healthy. And that there were imbalances that needed to be corrected. And so I'm like, oh, 
my periods are getting like a lot better. What's up with this? <laughs> and then I'm realizing like, man, the only thing I'm doing is acupuncture and herbs now, like regularly because I'm in school. And yeah, <laughs> you, you sit there and you're going, it's just like when you find that mascara that you love and you just want to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, I got to tell everybody, you don't have to have painful periods. And so then I, here I am like, what is it about the period? And then we're digging all deep into it. And I just had to tell everyone. And um, I graduated and it took me a minute to realize that this is definitely more of a passion for me. Um, when I first started, it took me about six or seven months before I realized like, this is definitely your specialty and um, just go with it. And I listened to it and then that's exactly what I did. I was just ran with it. And uh, it's been an experience. It's definitely been a journey uh, for sure. Um, but I'm really happy and actually grateful for my own experience um, so far that because that's what got my attention to be able to help many, mm-hmm. you know, the women that I have been able to help. And uh, you are seriously passionate about it. Every time I talk to you, it's like you get excited about it. Okay. And there's, there's very few women in this world that would get excited about their periods because most people, it's a painful experience, right? It's not a good thing for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, and, that's, and that's why I love having these conversations like this because if, as soon as we can actually shift that thought process and that mindset of it's a painful experience and only seeing it as a pain and what and being separate of you and so if you can shift that to what is the message that's in that pain like you know when does the pain start at what point during the cycle what makes it feel better what makes it worse what has happened in your life like it's all it's really like the the period itself is a manifestation of history and so to be able to share you know how can you look at it that way and then to begin to pivot your life and make those lifestyle adjustments and then you'll see the period start to shift and it's because it's really giving you messages And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of, it's like what I tell them is like, you're about to learn the language of yourself and women have like this great gift of having this cycle. And so once we can kind of help her reconnect with that, which for some it's very difficult because they may have had like real, like a a history that's just so strongly adversarial, like, Mm -hmm. you know they've been hospitalized or surgeries and all of that, that it may take some time to be able to shift to that point. Um, But we're able to shift to that point. And then she's finally able to see like, there's actually hope after all. Like, you know, I think they get a little bit brainwashed and the mindset shifts in the sense that, you know, the doctors say, well, there's nothing that can happen. And they believe a lot of doctors too, right? Because all these specialists that have, you know, are big names and all these things say that we can't do anything. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. You know, there's nothing wrong. There's, you know, it's normal. It's, you know, all these things, right? Right. And then and people the thing, start believing that. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is that they, when they say that, that we can't do anything, they're actually, that's true. They can't in their training. Yeah, they can't. And but, they're not supposed to cross the line either, most of them, right? Right. right. And they don't, um, you know, it's not like me saying, let me go into this laparoscopy. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, I know my lane. Um, but at the same time, I'm responsible. It's like I try to know what is happening in Western medicine so that as I'm working with somebody, I know what they're, I either know what they're going through or I know what, 
you know, what other advances that may have been like made that could make it a little bit easier? Should it be a more integrated approach to her treatment? Um, and so it becomes, it becomes that like that conversation to have that conversation, but it also takes the, like everyone to be open to, man, if this modality doesn't work, then for the betterment of my patient, what is there out there that could mm-hmm. help, you exactly. know? Exactly. And taking that holistic strategy is such a better avenue because there are so many things that you were open to if you have that holistic place, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I want—I had a question for you about the fertility side of things because that's becoming a really prevalent thing in the world now. Mm-hmm. You see so much of it now, and yeah. you know, young, healthy women struggling so much. And I'm just curious—I'm not trying to throw you under the bus on this one. <laughs> But have you done any research or have you, you know, do you know why this is the way it is now? Well, you know, I think that it's actually been, it may have been happening a lot longer than we may have known. And it's probably because of social media that, you know, now you have, um, now you have couples Instagramming their journey or YouTubing their journey or Facebooking their journey. And so now they're, there's there's still a huge element of embarrassment and shame yeah when they're when especially for her when she's unable to conceive um and you but, got the parents nagging your back all the time like, when are you gonna get pregnant when are you gonna get pregnant you know yeah 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 and so like there's that pressure and you know before when you wouldn't even really talk about it then now they're they're opening up and they're talking about it more um it is right now they're saying it's about one in eight that have this diagnosis of infertility. And so I sit and I question, you know, I question what is infertility because you'll see like in my stuff, I usually don't even say infertility Mm -hmm. actually at all because there's such a heavy weight to that word. Yes. And um, mindset is everything, right? Your subconscious is going to pick all that up too. Right. Exactly. And the thing is, is because that's a term that's commonly used like in the West, you know, and in the East, it's more of, we're not saying that you're infertile. There just actually might be some um, organ imbalances that are leading to hormonal imbalances where the hormones just may not even be receptive on the ovary sites or mm-hmm. the pituitary may not really be um, sending the messages as well either. So we look at it from a different perspective of, okay, so let's figure out you know, what is not communicating very well and then how can we support you to be able to do that? And then at the same time, um, our goal is not like most fertility treatments are to get pregnant. That's not my goal. And actually some of my colleagues, you speak with them, that's not their goal either. Our goal is actually for you to have, to get pregnant, have a healthy pregnancy, labor, delivery, mom and baby. Mm-hmm. All the way it's, through. It's all, yeah, long game. Like that's what we're, that's what our focus is, is long game. And um there's a yeah. I'm just gonna say for one sec. There's a lot of women out there that can get pregnant but can't hold a pregnancy term either. That's exactly why we look at everything yeah. because you're. It's. I was telling. I was talking to my boyfriend the other day, and I was like, you know, I was driving, and this sounds so random. And I'm like, I'm sure women don't want to be compared to a car, but I just want them to think about it for a second. <laughs> like if, if you're getting ready to go on a road trip, right? Mm-hmm. What do, What do you do? 
You're like, let me get my gas. Let me get my tires checked. Oh, this engine light. Let me get that fixed. Maybe let me get the radiator fixed and um, let me go ahead and get um, my tires rotated and balanced. You're, you're doing all of this stuff. Why? Why? Because you're thinking we need to make it there safely. Mm-hmm. And this vehicle is going to carry us through on this journey. Right. And so like, let me give it what it needs. I'm going to give it the oil that it needs, the transmission fluid, everything. Right. And it's like, this is it. Like you're, you're needing when you're looking at it from this holistic perspective and supporting the fertility journey, it's what do you need to make that journey? It's Mm -hmm. and so the journey is not necessarily to be pregnant. Like, and so that addresses why it is like, you know, a lot of us will say, don't even try to get pregnant. Um, don't try within the first three months mm-hmm. because yeah. we're actively in that restorative phase. And so we need to get you in a position and that's how the body sees it too. Yes. You know, the body's like, when, when you look at the nervous system and there's a the fight or flight, the opposite of fight or flight is going to be like your digest, rest and reproductive. Mm-hmm. And so when we're constantly like stressed out and under all of this um, anxiety about things going on in life, the body's not in a position to say, let me support actually growing another being. No, no, absolutely. And if it does, it's not like you could end up with other health issues throughout that too. Right. And and we don't want that either. (laughs) Right. 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 So it's like, let me, let me, you know, let me work with you. And I'm like, let's make you the Maserati, you know, like exactly. the Maserati mama because we're going to like, we're going to like juice you all the way up that we want to support you to have this healthy pregnancy. And yes, exactly. Like, you know, and pregnancy in and of itself, that's a whole nother thing where the mindset is different of what's accepted as normal and what versus what's healthy. Exactly. And oh, so, Absolutely. You know, like it's it's like a whole other show, but it's yeah, very exactly. <laughs> it's very similar in the sense of there is that difference, and so once you understand that difference of um, really just supporting her whole being, and it's like, what better gift to give yourself and the baby that you want to have than to be as as close to a hundred percent as you can, because oh, they're going to be thriving off of you. So if you're only looking at trying to be subpar, then what, what more can you really support, you know? Exactly. That's awesome. So let's, I want to look back a little bit more at the endometriosis and menorrhea because that's in my world. And I know quite a few people around me live in that world too, of the seriously painful periods and maybe in the hospital and fibroids and, you know, all that stuff that goes with that and living on a lot of drugs, Yeah. you know, curled up with the heating pad. I've been there and I started prescription painkillers when I was, I think, 13 years old for my period. Mm. And I mean, those drugs now are actually not even available because <laughs> I'm 50 now. So it's, um, and I started when I was 11 years old and I think I was about 13 when I started having problems. Oh, wow. Okay. From that, <clears throat> excuse me, from that young age. And, and I, I actually have done a whole bunch of things over time. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's not, you know, it's been, and I have done the Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And I used it when I was trying to get pregnant too. So, and I, you know, that was very successful for me through all that. 
That's so sad. Yeah. And that was really good. But, and I found that it went back, came back again afterwards. And I think that was more towards menopause where I had a lot more problems mm-hmm. because I think the, the hormone change in menopause kicks up another notch again at that point, right? So you, yeah. you're probably off balance again at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, if you can speak a little bit about all that piece in there and what you do to help people or maybe a couple things that they can take away to actually do for themselves. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest things that I found, um, oh gosh, it's like, there's so many things going on in my head based on what you said. <laughs> Sent you on four different paths at once. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of the things that I've, uh, that I've found in when I've spoken with women is like when it comes to, um, like fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, um, those tend to be what we would call like uh, conditions of stagnation. And so they manifest differently based on her makeup, if you will. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now the stagnation, then it becomes a question for me, why is she stagnating? And um, some, believe it or not, like there might be some physical stagnation, like physical causes, um, as far as like maybe there were surgeries and then there's scarring, okay, yeah, um, you know, or sedentary lifestyle. But one of the things that I found that has been most important is actually the mental emotional state. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, and a lot of of her kind of like putting, almost kind of like losing herself, but not may not realize it or that she might be living this life that she doesn't really want to be living. And so she's creating this internal conflict. And then it, it, man, it starts stagnating internally. Um, and then it comes out as such. Now, I've seen that happen a lot. Like there, as we're doing treatments and we're going through sessions and, and whatnot, um, we, cause I, I do have more of, if some people would be like, yeah, it's like you're a life coach too. Um, so uh-huh. just, yeah, I was going to say, you got another psychology degree in there too. Did, you, did I miss something in the intro? <laughs> I, it, you know, I love my training, my training, um, at my school, um, in Dragon Rises College of Oriental Medicine. Our founder of our school is actually a classically trained psychiatrist. So a lot of, um, our training has been put into the psyche. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and I, I'm a mindset coach, right? And like everything yeah. you do is it's built into your subconscious and you don't even know some of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and so think about like, if you think subconsciously, right? What, how many messages are out there that mm-hmm. we praise the superwoman? We praise the, the woman who is doing like, oh, you're doing all of that girl, go ahead. You know, and we're praising that you're busy. Mm-hmm. We, so we're, we're praising these little things that actually you're planting these seeds of, so I got to always be busy. Okay. Or, all right, they think I'm superwoman, like, and really I, I'm like breaking down because I'm so exhausted. And so and it turns into like, what are you doing to help yourself? And um, it's praised when you give everything to everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's what's praised more. And um, so then that leads up and you now think the cycle is continuing because now you have the children that you're raising and the children that are around you that also see that. And then they think, oh, this is what I need to do. What's one of the first things a lot of parents start doing with their kids when they grow up? They start putting them in activities. 
Oh yeah, they get get them busy from the word go because they don't want the they don't want them to fall onto anything negative in their life. Right, but but now that's the first thing is yeah. they don't want them to fall into anything negative. However, <laughs> if you're if you're in a if you present a space an open space for them to open play, how they might develop, and that that is in an, in and of itself a form of mindfulness and meditation. Oh, absolutely. Connection to the spirit, right? But we, but instead, we might distract by overfilling schedules. Yeah, so that's so common, especially today. Yeah. I mean, and there's so much available for kids. So you want to do as much as you can, but then you don't do the opposite. Like there's a two sides to it, right? It's right. But how do that you balance? Yeah. Whole, yeah. But how do you support that whole child? And so then now the child grows up with, I'm supposed to always have this busy schedule. Mm-hmm. And so then they just start repeating that pattern growing into adulthood. And um, so then that kind of like would end up breaking the body down, right? And then that's how you might have amenorrhea actually amongst the girls, um, the younger girls, amenorrhea or painful periods because their bodies are being so pushed at a point when they're, the hormones are still actually establishing themselves. And mm-hmm. so they actually um, have they're believing that the establishment doesn't really happen until around 21. So wow. if you think of everything that they're doing, right, this hardcore gymnastics on the bones that are not even fully set yet, or all the soccer that's happening, like that hard push on the body, they're over-exercising. And mm-hmm. then it gets to the point that like the body just, there's not enough to give to even have a period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you see that a lot, right? Where, right. yeah. And then diet is really important as well. So if they're not eating well, probably it could be due to um, access to healthier food options, or it could be that she thinks she needs to be on a diet. Um, And then they put them on birth control pills or hormonal birth control. And then from the hormonal birth control, it's said about 80% are actually diagnosed with anxiety or depression. Wow. That are on hormonal birth control. And then from there, hormonal birth control can cause digestive issues. So then- And I've been through all of that myself and I have, I've experienced all of those at a young age and I stopped taking them really young Mm -hmm. and they tried to put them on, going through menopause, they tried to do that for me to help the cycle a bit, right? And And I- It did a little bit for a very brief point, but it was enough. And I stopped taking them as soon as I felt, okay, I can do this for a while again and, you know, work through the next phase of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was, um, I didn't like taking them at all. It's those, I wish that they would, um, really educate on what they do. And, um, because it's not really disclosed. No, it isn't. You know, and it's, it's kind of like, if you want me to go into surgery, you have to tell me what my risks are. And I feel like that's the same with any um, drug that we're given. And when it comes to hormonal birth control, they really, it, they're meant to actually stop your own production of your own hormones. Mm-hmm. That's why they're synthetic. So it's not even like your body is actually really doing anything. It's just being shut off. And so yeah. that's, and that's what it, they were doing with me. That's exactly what they were trying to do. And, and so when that happens though, you're like the hormones that are for the period are actually hormones that operate other functions of our bodies. They do. And that's how we have those effects resonating in other areas. And, um, 
it's like, well, no, like, what can you do? You know? And I know you wanted tips. And one of the first things that I, we, I have to get women on <laughs> is actually tracking mm-hmm. and tracking. And that would be step one. And two, just not being judgmental of yourself and what you're That's tracking. huge. That's a huge one. And creating that awareness around yourself and your body and everything you feel, all of that is mm-hmm. huge. I'm a big person when in my coaching is about creating awareness about everything. And then you right. can make the changes from there once you're aware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And exactly. educating yourself too. Like you said, there's so much education that's not happening here with the doctors. Yeah. Right. And so now it's not happening. And but there are people out there that wanna that wanna educate and we wanna create that awareness. So and we're here to help provide those resources. And that would be that's honestly like the first thing that you can do. And um by tracking, you're gonna become aware of when certain things happen. And now just because you're aware that it, when it happens, if it's something that's ill, like you, you don't really have such a favorable um, feeling or attachment to it, then, which is fine. Like you're comparing that to what's supposed to happen. So what's healthy. And then you, that's when you realize like, I'm kind of off during this part of my cycle. Mm-hmm. And so then during that part of your cycle, what is actually supposed to be happening? And then if it's not happening, how can you support it to happen? Mm -hmm. Right? So it might be a diet change. It might, for some, it might seriously be the way that you change, you're doing your business. And so something as much as that, like when when I ha- I've seen this happen, like literally helping her get to that point of realizing, you know, whatever part of her life that's not serving her anymore. And then being there and supporting her to make that shift. Right. And yeah. then once she makes that shift, mind you, we're still working on other things, especially if I see that it's happening physically, then we're supporting with like herbs and um, supplements and whatnot. Um, but then that is to help for me, how I see it is that's to help you get through that other part, that major part, that you're not introducing yourself to the same environment that kind of aided and yes, put you there in the first place, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, now how do we, I'm there with her, like, you know, doing interviews, job interviews, or I'm there with her as she might start um, pivoting who her client might be. And then working with her ideal client instead. And then you start seeing that. Like the period starts to become very smooth and flow easily because now you're smoothing and flowing easily. And you're- I love that. So you're like part life coach and part doctor in there, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's great though because I mean, my whole philosophy is making it's a holistic approach to everything we do, right? To make us our, be at our best so that we can serve the world in our best and we're our healthiest and our best person overall, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because we, we can't serve the world and be all that we can be. And not talking superwoman, be all we can be. I'm talking about just being the person we were meant to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, because we all have gifts and we all need to come to the world with those. It's how to do that in a really healthy way. Yeah. And it's, it's how to do that and without feeling like you're in this martyr state. Like, yeah. you know, and it's uncovering those layers. And yes through those layers, like you're just going to like shine and your light's going to shine on who it is that you um, are there to help and serve and they're going to be attracted to your light. Absolutely. I love it. So 
with that, is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we hop into our insight round? Um, let me see. Oh, dear. Um, I would say for anyone who um, may have had a history or they're probably going through um, some of the issues that we've discussed already, like the fibroids or um, PCOS or painful periods or even transitioning into menopause, um, that there are things that you can do. There's, mm-hmm. you don't have to really, you're not really, you know, you're not a victim to mm-hmm. this happening. Um, and that you're really starting to pay attention to the messages that your body's giving you. And now you're just having to really learn that language and then um, really become empowered to have that awareness and then make those changes. And then you'll see the changes happen. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the cycle, it will change. It'll change as you change, you're going to see it. And mm-hmm. um, because of that, it's like you have your monthly checkup. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I love it. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for all that information in there. That's huge. And um, we're going to do a little bit of insight round right now. Okay. So these are just some questions that are meant to be fun, but always I find they get quite serious every once in a while. (laughs) But uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's meant to get to know you a little bit better, right? Uh And uh, everyone wants to know Denicia and what she's all about. So, um, and I'm always about mindset. So what was one mindset that was holding you back in your life at some point? Because you've obviously transitioned. Like I I remember you saying that at one point you realized that there's more there. Yeah. Um, that what I had to say didn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think a lot of people have that one too. Mm-hmm. I am um, like, uh, yeah, like you're, and this is something that like I am so mindful of when I'm around, especially around children, um, because you're, you're learning and we all, they, we express it differently. And so I may talk sometimes and I'm actually a very quiet person usually. Um, uh, but then when I talk, I talk. And so, <laughs> um, but then just that, like, sometimes I'd hear that growing up, like you, you're just talking too much. And then my or, daughter gets that a lot actually, because she is, like you said at the beginning, very, very inquisitive. Yeah. And some of our teachers love it. And some of it drive it drives them crazy. That's, yeah. But that's, think about when you hear that so much. Yeah. And then you start to feel like, okay, well, maybe what I have to say doesn't really count. Doesn't matter. Um, or, you know, sometimes you'll hear, yeah, I don't care what you think. You're going to do what I tell you to do. And, um, you know, even in school, it's like, no, I'm the person that's telling you what to do. And mm-hmm. or or how to think or that you they know? don't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so um it took me it took me a while. Um and I, I had to be I, I had to be pushed because, you know, I'm building a business. Um so I had to and I still kind of get caught in it sometimes. Now <laughs> I'm like, no, what do you have to say is very important. It is, and thank <laughs> you for speaking today. <laughs> So many people are going to benefit from this. So keep talking. <laughs> Actually, don't quite keep talking because we have right, right, right. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, I would say that was the one big 
mindset and um, to surround myself now with a team of people that where I might get quiet, um, then they're like, nope, keep going. Like, nope, keep going, keep going. Or when I might think that I don't even know what I'm doing. Like this, like, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I mean, like, you know, you start, you're flowing with it, right? Is it doing anything? And then, you know, and then all of a sudden I might get that message like, oh my God, this is the best period I've had in 40 years. Yeah. And it's like, really? You know, like, oh my goodness. Like, ah, I am like doing something. I am helping or, you know. That's what we all want to do. We want to help people, right? Serve people and that's what we're there for. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So (laughs) what is one person that changed your life for the better? Hmm. <laughs> like um it's like I thought I knew and then I was like oh, do I want to say that one um <laughs> I would say let me see I okay so this might be cliche um <laughs> but I would say it would be my mom okay there's nothing um, cliche about that you yeah, got a good mom <laughs> your mom like what and they you know they might expect you to be like tony robbins or you know whatever but no 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 like um she's my mom is physically disabled and like growing up with with watching her be like have this disability hasn't really like stopped her in doing things so and you could learn so much from that right right and like to kind of observe and i'll tell her sometimes like man, mom, you did that. Like, cause there, you know, it was something that maybe we might've had to help her with that before that she figured out how to do it herself. Yeah, and exactly. It's really cool to, to kind of like see that, you know, okay, what somebody might consider some obstacle and blocking them. Um, she like, would see there's another path. And so, so she's like, you ain't stopping me. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Move out of my way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that attitude can get in trouble, but like, but like, but to really um, kind of like really appreciate that about, about her. Um, yeah. And then it, it, it's kind of, it, it's, it just hits me because then, yeah, like I'm not always going to hear yes to certain things or, um, there are there are different ways to do stuff and so to be able to acknowledge that and to see that and then you know just make it work for my life but um to kind of see her growing up um and how she's changed has been really cool awesome so is there the next question is 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 what is the best advice you've ever received and has she ever said anything or is it going to be just more watching her oh man well I'm going to say like the best advice may not have necessarily come from her or actually, you know what it did. It did because, um, it just reminded me, I just told her this the other day and, um, I said, you know what, mom, it was like, there's something that you used to tell us all the time and I didn't quite understand it, but I understand it now. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I said, well, you always said just to be nice to people. And, like she would say that she's like, you don't know what would happen. So just be nice to people. And, um, I've always been nice to people. I couldn't help it. 
too. Um, they might, I might be really upset. I'm not a confrontational person anyway. Um, and sometimes my mom would be like, she'd be worried about me. Like Denise, yeah. so naive, <laughs> but, but I, I would just be nice. And like now a lot of things have come back like around where, you know, people from high school were all like in this adult phase now. And mm-hmm. they're, they're telling me things that I'm like, I don't even remember that, but yeah. it has some impact, you know? Exactly. Um, and, and it's like, it, they trust to refer you to people and yep. you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I, I've given those exact words to my daughter, actually, you know, and all things are better with love in the world, right? And yeah. compassion, like just take that side. Don't even yeah. go to the other side of the fence, right? <laughs> yeah, just be nice. And like, yeah. you know, like the, you know, in this world of these crazy reality shows where people, it's like, you know, it's cool to be talking about people or we have serious bullying issues now and we have yeah. serious gun issues now because of these bullying and because of fears and all of that. And it's like, all it comes down to is if we could just love one another for who they are Mm -hmm. without judgment, we're not there to judge, you know, and just to just do your life. And if it's something, they do something that you don't like, okay, then don't be around them. Exactly. You have a choice, right? You can walk away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say like, that would be the biggest thing is really like, just be nice and just just be nice and love people for who they are. Absolutely. So with that, do you have a favorite quote? Oh, uh, favorite quote. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have a few that popped up in my head. Um, one would be the serenity prayer. Okay, yes. Um, so really to... That what really hits me is that wisdom to know the difference. Um, mm. And so just that discernment um, is something that I find myself kind of going back to a lot um, in decisions or in things that might be presented in front of me. And, you know, it really yeah. makes you think, what am I focusing on? And is it really for my highest good and for the, the highest good of those around me? Um, and just really, I'm always asking and like praying for clarity, like please let it, you pray for clarity, but then I have to go a little bit deeper sometimes and be like, and can you make it so that I can see it? Like, yeah, exactly. I might miss it still. (laughs) (laughs) I need that little bit of heavier hammer. (laughs) I love it. Can you share a self-care habit that you practice regularly? Cause I'm all about self-care too. Okay. Uh, see, you use that word regularly. <laughs> okay, well, semi-regularly. <laughs> um, I am actually um, getting back into practice of meditating daily. Okay. Um, see, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, regularly. She probably brushes her teeth, maybe. <laughs> I do that regularly, yeah. Uh. Like, um, but I would, I would say it's, it's okay. So like meditation, and I have to tell myself this too, because sometimes I can be of a perfectionist um, where I'm like, no, I need to like set up everything. I need to be outside no. and blah, blah, blah. So like I have to tell myself, no, just sit. <laughs> sit at your desk, turn the screen off for five turn minutes and off. exactly don't do anything. <laughs> and just do it. And um, I, I was listening to, I think Sonia Choquette when, um, for, I don't know if it was a book or she was speaking or something, but um 
they were talking about how so many inventors back then, like a part of their practices, they might have a problem and they would just take a nap. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I do that too. If I'm pushing, 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 I walk away. Yeah. And like- <laughs> I learned that years ago, actually, when I was studying, I learned that at some point, because I was like, if I can't get this, because my background is in accounting and finance. So I'd work on oh. big problems and stuff like that. So if I, I would just walk away and it's like, oh man, that makes sense now. And I do that with everything I do now, even in my coaching business, or if I'm trying to be creative on something. Yeah. Just and let you, it go. You just need to go. release it. Yeah. And um, I would say I'm trying to incorporate play more. Oh, beautiful. We all need some more play and laughter and smiles on our face. Yes. I don't don't know if I I haven't done laughter yoga yet. So I haven't either. I have a hard, I I don't know if I could pull that one off. I've done a little bit of it. Like I didn't have conference or something. We had to do a few minutes of it, but I don't know if I could do a whole class of it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was like, whoa. I don't, I mean, there have been those times where I've had so much fun. It's whatever it was and my face hurts. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Those are good laughs. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. So I'm a book fanatic and I'd love to know what book you're reading right now. You mean what books? <laughs> I was going to say, and I have to always usually go back and say, okay, well, try and narrow it down to <laughs> your favorite out of the pile of 15 or 20 you got on the go. <laughs> you're seriously like, oh, like you want my ebook or you want the audiobook or you want the physical one? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I would say the one right now that... Uh, it's having the most impact on you, maybe we'll put it that way. Oh my gosh. Okay. So can I do two? Because absolutely. Okay, so one of them that um, is ebook and I'm reading is Ask Your Guides. Um, okay. It's Sonia Choquette. And then the other one is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Oh, jo. yes. Yeah, so Dr. I had to Joe, say yeah. Because Dr. Joe is like all, you know, neuroscience. Yes. And yeah. Sonia is like, you know, you have this connection with your guides. <laughs> So, so it, it satisfies like to both me, sides. Yeah. Sides. Um, you're getting the yang happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I love it. Like I, both of them, um, I, I just find it so like fascinating. It's like, um, it's been helpful for me, um, helpful for bringing other tips and, um, things that, you know, my patients can use as well. It's yeah. Like, when they do need to break that break habits, they have to break the habit of, oh my gosh, I have endometriosis, you know, like, or I am infertile. And it's like that identity that you have to certain mm-hmm. attachment to everything, right? Exactly. How can we, how can I help them shift it? And like, and of course it's things for myself that I might find, like, I'll be aware of statements I might make, you know, such as like, I am never on time, you know, like. So yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. I did that recently with my own uterus. I had a little conversation with it and I wasn't going to mention this in the, in the show, but you know, I struggled pretty much my whole life and I sat down one day and I thanked it because I've been talking negative about it my entire life. The mindset coach that I am <laughs> and I didn't realize it. And it's done some amazing things. I have the most amazing child because of it. Mm. And so I tried to reframe it in my mind. Mm. And, I, you know, I'm trying not to say too much about it right now, but, you know, it's working. <laughs> That's great. That's you know, I've obviously done other things. I've watched my diet. I do a whole bunch of things, right? But I had to right. change my mindset in there to shift a little bit more, right? Uh-huh. 
because I was passionate my whole life. (laughs) Right. Well, if you, if you think about like, you know, Dr. Joe's work, I mean, if you're, if you don't address that and shift that emotion that you have to it, it's just going to, it, you know, those changes that you make can only sustain for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, because you got a subconscious back there that's going to override it constantly Mm -hmm. that you need to work with and, and get it thinking properly too. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's so thank great. you for those many books. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so what are you most passionate about? And it doesn't have to be work-related. It could be, you know, you love pickleball. <laughs> um, I actually really love learning. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm there with you. <laughs> I love learning. And I mean, it could be like learning, just picking up a book and all of a sudden I'm learning about, um, traditions of another culture or I am like, you know, looking at, looking at a video that I'm just analyzing and I'm picking up things out of it and like, Oh, I could cook that way. Like, I didn't even know. You mean you can cut open a pomegranate that way? That's really cool. And so, that's your inquisitive mind that's gotten you through all like that's what it, it's just in full gear all the time right it, so it yeah really, really is which I learned actually is in my birth chart too oh really interesting yeah so Love like, it. yeah I'm going I wonder how my life would have changed if I knew this earlier <laughs> exactly yeah and it, you know a lot of it comes with age and wisdom too the older you get the more you understand the more you accept yourself society really messes us up when we're younger I think yeah, in so many ways, right? Our teachers, all those things, right? And they don't do it. I don't think they do it intentionally, especially with teachers. It's just that they, you, in traditional yes. like public school systems, it's like, no, you're all supposed to be the same. You're all going to learn the same. You're all going to learn the same thing at the same time. And, and the teachers like, don't have that capacity either to find a path for each child either, right? It's right. not that easy, right? Right. So it's like, how do we, we need to build systems that support that individual Although they may be in a group, but how do you support it? Like you can support the individual and like, we just need to put that funds and the energy behind that, mm-hmm. um, be able to support that individual growth rather than we're going to put you all in a box and literally yeah. be in a box in a classroom. Um, <laughs> and I, I've just sparked a whole nother conversation in my mind about this, but we do have to end this one. <laughs> like, oh man, this could be, imagine what the world would be like. Yeah. <laughs> We could be talking for hours, I'm sure. And um, it has been a serious pleasure talking with you today. I've loved every minute of this. It's been um, super inspiring. And not just about our periods, about all of it, life, um, our mindset, all of it has been amazing. And I want to thank you for that. And I want you to also tell the audience where they can find you if they want to hook up with you. Yeah. So I want to say thank you very much, Maria, for doing this and for allowing me in your space and on your platform. Uh, Definitely appreciate it. And um, if anybody wants to connect with me, I am at um, fixmyperiodnow.com. Is love that- it. I just, I, I, that's beautiful how you come up with that. I just love it. It's like, okay, straight into the point. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it's also the same thing on Facebook and on Instagram. So fix my period now is where you'll find me. Perfect. I love it. I'll put that in, in the show notes too. So people don't have to remember that. Um, but it is easy to remember, especially yeah. if you have any period challenges. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. I've so thank you for today and your time and your spirit and everything that you brought today. I love it. And I'm sure our audience is too. Thank you everyone for joining us. Have a great day, everyone.
thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.